When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on D&D&D. This might just be this wonderful ale in my system swirling around, but are y'all up for a night mission? You want to do a night heist? Night heist. Night heist sounds like night heist. Yeah, let's do it. Just out of curiosity, can Marjorie activate her druid sight? There's a lair underneath the city. There's activations like how you found the hidden door to get into the city. There are more of those kinds of hidden things kind of under Middleton. Uh, Ooh, it's as though Middleton doors. isn't on top of something that was maybe once here or continues to be here and is hidden. Underton. Oh, that perks are Underton. <laughs> <laughs> Should we look for a basement? There's two other floors. I know that you like basements, Fletch, but... <laughs> well, I was just... I was maybe... Flint Hearts down there. I get it. I feel like there's always like cool stuff. Who's in the Flint Heart? Blackheart? Fletch cool. snuck more beer than he's letting on. Yeah, <laughs> I must not have uh, been keeping too close an eye on him. This was never a problem before. <laughs> before that injury, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Marjoram, when you leave the room, you move the door aside, you know, gingerly so as not to uh, arouse too much suspicion. And you are met in the hallway with a not great scene. Oh, Uh-oh. there are arrows embedded uh, in some of the walls uh, and you don't have to go long before you find the decaying body of a guardsman who is dressed uh, in a some simple armor, a simple helmet. Um, and the the frock that is over uh, his chain shirt uh, displays that same emblem of the jug pouring it into the wheel. And it looks as though this particular chap was uh, impaled with some sort of spear or pike-like weapon and left in the hallway. Uh, there's uh, smears along the floor. There's blood as well as... Marrow. <laughs> You you do not see any marrow, but although that doesn't really give, tell you much, does it, if it was drank? There are some markings also on uh, the floor and the walls. You can roll on those if you want to find out more about them. Of course I do. I don't think we have to worry about sneaking around. Oh, you just don't think anyone's here at all? Who's going to be hanging out next to the de- decaying body? How long has this thing been dead? I rolled an eight. <laughs> <laughs> You don't get any new information. It, smells, it still smells bad. For perception? Uh, yes. Fletch, however, though, your tracking ins- instincts take over, and you look down at these marks. Guys, this guy's dead. <laughs> what? Oh, man, he forgot how to be a ranger. What are you talking about? My instincts kicked in. I'm feeling good. I feel oh, like my I'm instincts on kicked in. I. Me, too. Anyone could say, I wrote an eight, I knew he was dead. I just want to make sure we're all on the page, <laughs> the, the same page, not the main page, the same page to start. Fletch, you can uh, tell that the marks on the floor are like boot scuffs, uh, as if someone was kicking uh, and screaming as they were being dragged away. Got, this guy uh, struggled. There are, yeah, scrapes uh, along That's the wall. cheese, man. There is a, a smeared handprint. It's blood. Um, but you don't know whose blood or what kind of blood. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and surmise that French cheese was working in his room over there when Varmir Lockhart, your boy, Marjorie, and his forces came in, Teamed up, murdered got French cheese's guards, and then dragged him out of How here. How dare He's probably, you? 
I'm just speaking facts based on what I can perceive at the scene in front of us. Look around. How else would you explain? I don't this remember Marshall? you rolling a check. I am the <laughs> I one who's to. perceiving. Oh, I suppose Fletch wants to be the leader now. Fine. I, was in the, I don't want to get yelled at anymore. I was in the middle of telling <laughs> you what happened. And already we got somebody jumping to conclusions. Black. I'm providing context and ex- an explanation. You're creating a conspiracy theory okay. against my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, hey, you know what, Marjorie? How about we make a little wager? Because I'm all about that. Okay, let's do it. Let's make a little bet, wager. How about I bet you that in the basement of this very house in which we stand, uh-huh. we will find French cheese held captive... Thanks to Varmir Lockhart's crew. Specifically that. Uh, give me a little bit of leeway on the floor of the house, but other than that, <laughs> yes. So you can okay. All right, I'm I'll not take even that wager. There is a basement. Fletch just put that idea in my head. I will take that wager, and I will wager that Varmir Lockhart is hot and strong and smart and would <laughs> never do that to him. One of those sounded very immature. The other one sounded plausible thank you Fletch hot but also did it yeah <laughs> Zavis is taking the hedge bet yeah <laughs> he's probably pretty hot Marjorie what do you want to wager if if I win give me one of your daggers <gasps> I thought you wanted to wager money no money's useless we have infinite <laughs> <laughs> God told us we did <laughs> All right, let me pull up your character sheet and I'll figure out. <laughs> Make sure you're using the uh, current one and not the one that lost everything when he transformed into a Marjorie, why don't you just ask for Popo? Don't, <gasps> well, then you don't have a deal because it's not like you have an animal. You don't have a living being that you can wager. I don't have a deal if, it, if I do Popo? No, because you don't have an animal. <laughs> like if, if, it was, if it were Zavis and it were Butter, I'd, I'd consider My it. My knives have names, like, you know. You're, yeah, but they're not Papo. You're not, and especially you. You would probably, if if you just so happen to win, as unlikely as that may be, you'd slit his throat in front of me and start eating him right there. I that would. Just not, do I would. First. Pr- exactly. Gross. I would prepare him lovingly. <laughs> yeah, Papo is. I would off. make sure <laughs> that it was a quick and and efficient death, and we would spend the whole night roasting him in a pit. It'd be delicious. If the audience of this show is still on Marjorie's side after this whole thing, then I give up. It's not a competition. Is it not? Says the fan favorite. I personally don't see the point of a bet where the winner just gets more responsibility. (laughs) So I'll stay out of this one. The bone dice then. If I can't have Popo, I will have Popeyes. Ah! <laughs> I don't know. Popeyes? Popeyes. No, Popeyes. The two men who are in the bone dice, who aren't actually. Oh, Popeyes. Papa. They're not anymore. They're not but anymore. That's okay. Okay. You have a deal. Let's shake on it. <laughs> over, okay. over this man's dead body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the like half decomposed skull, like creaks and falls <laughs> as you guys are shaking. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, Tracker. Where was I? Where was I? Yeah, you found uh that yeah, it's it's boofs 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 <laughs> scuff marks. Uh and the smeared handprint and blood on the wall. There are a great deal of boot marks and things on the wooden floor. The, this hallway leads to a spiral staircase uh, that descends. Uh, it doesn't look like there's anything above you. As far as you can tell, it's the A-frame roof. There is a, a room opposite the hallway that the door is closed and appears unmolested. At the end of this hallway, there's another window that looks out into the backyard. We should check that room first. We should scour the house, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm following the thieves lead here. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I don't feel like being yelled at today. Thank Marjorie, you. Marjorie, can you open this? Can you lockpick this? 
Does I do I need to? And I try to open the door. The door opens. Ah, you're good. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I flunked out of lock school. Yeah. <laughs> I'll true. never forget that. <laughs> Even you could have opened this door. Well, we, well, we'll assume that's the case. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> This is another bedroom that looks even more neglected than the first. It's maybe a uh, child's bedroom, uh, as best you can tell. It's decorated with a lot of like, uh, like it has like a happy cow wallpaper kind of thing. Um, The bed is smaller. There's a uh, wooden chest in the corner that is closed. But uh, on the ground with cobwebs growing over them are some wooden toys. There is a uh, smaller wardrobe, uh, the clothes inside of which would probably fit black and be a little bit big for margarine. I take them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have some Dandy Middletonian boy children's clothes. <laughs> Along with my farm hand clothes that I, I took. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Every time I see cows now, it's just Judo's voice in my head. <laughs> right. Do we know anything of any like like children being involved in any of this? No, we had not heard anything. But just goes to prove how much of a bastard that Lockhart guy must have been. You are planting uh, ideas in our heads, and I'm here to say, trust the pamphlet. Would a pamphlet lie? (laughs) Okay, I mean, also we gotta think like we're being like detectives right where you, you we just absorb the information and we make our decisions i later. like that all right zabis Let, let's be detectives, <laughs> detectives. Oh, and i detect that kid lived here probably uh roll investigation you can get some more information out of this room detectives uh, all right gumshoes uh, gumshoes Gums. i roll the three so <laughs> is 14 gonna <laughs> get me anywhere i'll do it 21. 15. Fletch and Flack and Marjorie, you all see different things. Marjorie, with a 14, you're able to uh, tell that the things in this room also have that kind of old style that you recognize from your youth. Uh, it's an, this, this home has been around for quite some time. You find on a uh, small bookshelf next to the bed, there's a series of journals. And um, they all have different names on the spines. And the last of which, going left to right, the rightmost that is uh, fallen over and is uh, tilted against the opposite end of this shelf on the spine says Francois. The others are uh, similar names. Every co- there's, uh, let's say there's six of them. Every other one is Francois. Uh, the ones in between are uh, Stefan and why not? And Etienne. Oh, <laughs> shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab that. Then. Just the most recent the one. one? I could, I'll grab the Etienne one for Zabbos. Thank you. <laughs> Zabbos, you didn't really investigate anything else particular, so you guys are flipping through your journals. Marjorie, the Francois, the most recent Francois, and Zabbos, the Etienne. And you are able to determine... That uh, the Etienne is perhaps the grandfather or other uh, recent relative of uh, the most recent Francois uh, and Marjorie. You can tell that this is a boy's journal that stops around the age of 16, as best you can tell. The entries are all pretty mundane as you flip through, you know, life within the town. A lot of stuff about cheese in here. A lot of stuff about cheese, a lot of stuff about dairy. Um, there, There is a lot of stuff in the in both of them about the responsibility of the family and the dedication to the town. What role would this be to interpret this? It would be an intelligence role. Emotional intelligence. <laughs> None of us have that. No. I guess it would be, I guess it would be investigation again. Ten! And uh, no, I got 11. <laughs> yeah, looking through these, that's pretty much what you guys get. And this is the part of today's recording session that I will think about late into the night. What <laughs> 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 could have been. <laughs> Fletch etched into the door frame. There are like height markers. Mm, like little kids. Um, and they have names corresponding to them that match the names on the journal spines uh, with different ages. 
Uh, so it looks like a few generations have lived in this room uh, and have had their heights measured up against this door frame. Uh, so not a ton of new information there. You know that there's yeah a few different generations of uh, boys lived in this room. And then Flack, you are investigating that wardrobe, looking for anything else of value in it, and you find that it has a false back. Hey guys, oh, try not to shit your pants, but here we go. <laughs> Wait, I've never done that. Why would you? Well, you're about <laughs> to now, and I kick it out. You just don't remember. <laughs> you did though. Wait, I, I did. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> In the false back, you find a very old journal. This is different from the ones that were on the bookshelf, which you know are normal kind of cheaply bound, leather bound writing journals. The average boys. The average boys journal. But this was apparently a special boys journal. It is a hardbound book that has a latch and a lock on it. The pages are very, very old. Even just looking at it, you can tell that they are brittle. It is covered in dust and cobwebs. It appears as though it has not been touched in quite some time. When you kicked in the false back, uh, it sent a cloud of dust uh, pluming out from uh, the wardrobe filling the room. Uh, and now you are your face is now covered in dust as Ugh. you stick it back out to alert everybody else to your discovery. Sorry. <laughs> it's so like dust is gross when you think about it. It's just so people bits. It's just people. Hmm. <laughs> that is well. a very special boy book. Yeah. Well, the good news is it doesn't appear that there was any um current child living in this house. Let's read his journal. Oh, yeah, did we, we don't know the years of, like, this kid's. <laughs> Sorry, it was the dust. <laughs> You're able to kind of puzzle together that the most re recent uh, journal book uh, with Francois on the spine, you can deduce that this most likely belonged to the Francois Fromager, who you learned about as the previous mayor, the most recent duly elected mayor of Middleton. Mm-hmm. The journal goes until he's about age 16. It seems that's about the coming of age age for the this family. Mm -hmm. A lot of the entries in those ones, as I said, appear to be very similar, dealing with responsibility, life on the dairy farm, life in the city. S some kind of romantic stuff, but nothing too salacious. You know, pretty standard uh, young boy journal fare. The one that Flack found does appear much older. So the ones that you had on the shelf go back six levels. So it's the current Francois, father, grandfather, one great, two greats, three greats. That's everybody. And then the one in, that was hidden is much older. It almost appears as though it's a completely different artistic style entirely. Oh, geez. But it's a little, it's like of kids? You don't know from, oh. uh, because it well, is locked. plan. Dude, this oh, thing is locked. Oh, I see. Margarine, I think this is your calling to unlock it. When you do, uh, I guess, DM question, when you do lock picking things, is that dexterity, right? Yes, it is. I can cast enhance ability, right? Yes, you could. You have that available to you. Yeah. Okay, I will cast enhance ability to give Margarine cat's grace to give her advantage on dexterity checks wow. so that she can open this journal and we can read it and find clues. Damn. I didn't realize you didn't want your dice that bad. <laughs> hey, whatever we learn isn't going to change the fact that Varmir Lockhart is a bastard who captured French cheese. Dirty 20. Look at that 20. Look at Mr. that dirty 20. Cheese. All right, dirty 20. With a dirty 20, you are able to uh, open the lock. Marjorie, you, you do have some difficulty with this. Um, roll history. Why? I'm so good at this. And I'm dumb. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Three. As <laughs> it was a nat one. Oh. What? It was a nat one to remember. It wasn't a nat one I'm to not, open yeah, the lock. I'm not, okay. It's not my okay. fingers. It's my brain. Set the book oh. on fire. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the lock does open, but the way in which uh, the, the the material, uh, the mechanics of the lock remind you of something, and it's a bad memory. That's as far as you get. You get so frustrated mm. with like one of these fucking things again that you don't remember where you encountered one of those fucking things in the first place. 
Ooh, oh, I'm tilt then. I don't want to read the book now. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to like give it right back to Flag. And uh, ooh, that image is fun. The, the book is uh, is a pretty good size against your your, your chest, Flack. Um, mm-hmm. As Marjorie shoves it into you, and some of the there's there's some of the edges of the paper crumbles a little bit. Uh, Marjorie, I don't know. You open up the book, Fletch. You recognize the language to be a sort of archaic sylvan it is a fey language oh i haven't seen this in a long time whoa you recognize the words but it's as though you're reading like middle english so there's strange characters that you can you through context can understand you know what the words are supposed to be but it's like old english manuscripts would have like an f instead of a th kind of stuff you know like it's it's odd looking but you're able to puzzle out the basic meaning of what is written it appears as though this is a confession of some some kind. It is a unburdening. The early pages detail the founding of the town upon uh, ruins. It explains how uh, they came to this place and founded this town here upon ruins of a great elven city. And it seemed as though this was a good place to found the town. Hmm. Is he reading this out loud? Yes, I'm reading oh, this yeah, out yeah. loud. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes on to uh, describe an encounter early on after the founding with two mysterious elves who showed up not long after the founding. They told a tale to this person, the writer of this journal, of a great calamity of some kind that um, would soon befall the entire world if this journal author did not heed their advice, which was to hide away a uh, specific item. There are vague references to this item. It's not immediately clear what it is. They were convinced by this pair of elves, a man and a woman, to dispose of this and hide it deep within the mountains. The journal goes on to describe years later uh, when this author was an old man that you see that you flip through the pages to the later entries. Now the dates are years and years later. Um, and this is the, the calendar isn't the, the, the way that things are dated is not uh, with the uh, Boothsby break iron calendar that is so common throughout the world. It is a different dating system that you guys are unfamiliar with, but the numbers are much, much higher. These later pages describe regret at making this deal and go on to talk about a great burden on the author's soul for having made this agreement with these elves. Uh, and years have passed to such a degree that uh, it was forgotten where this item was hidden. Um, the words that are used to, de- to describe the item Fletch are difficult to translate into common, but they connote a heaviness, um, an importance. The best way that you can describe it is that this thing has weight. That's something that comes up a lot in these later entries is the idea of a heaviness and of a, of a weight to not only the object, but the decision to hide it away. Uh, This also describes an encounter with another elf that came to ask questions about this earlier encounter. Uh, This elf was much older, appeared in very resplendent ceremonial wizard robes, and was furious at this uh, journal author for making that deal with the original pair. It's kind of disjointed. It's this old dialect. That's kind of the gist of the story. Everything else is all very personal and doesn't seem super relevant to anything that you're dealing with today. But it's talking about the whole world. That that was the that was the story that was told to the writer by the uh, pair of elves who showed up that there would be trouble with the world that there would be some great ill that would befall the world if they didn't if the writer did not heed their advice guys are thran and cram like the spirits of those two elves or some shit shit. they're real chill well are they chill no uh (laughs) yeah no they seem chill i think they seem chill when we were on our way over here i used the arbor of gala doy to take a peek at, at the city from above and I noticed mm-hmm. that, like, underground, there were all of these little light-up spots. 
And even on the mountain, there was like a, a gleaming light up spot. And I think that correlates directly to what we were listening to with the journal. That checks out. You're saying there's an underton? There's an underton. You fuckers with quarter tin. I, <laughs> I, I coined that. You did. It's, thank you, because it sounded like you were just trying to take that as your own. I wouldn't do that, man. You didn't give me any credit until I spoke up. <laughs> but I didn't say I did oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Every I feel like everywhere we go, there's another just Ten. thing we find where it's like just world implications, just world ending shit. Wouldn't it make sense that this object is one of the op- special objects we're trying to find? One yes. of the one of the Hank objects. Yes, it would. That does make sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I wonder if those two elves were like Yanathan or what Yanathan's dad's his sister. Maybe. Is it? Is there a physical description of them? Uh, let me look. the The words that are used to describe them are all pretty vague. It's kind of like a beautiful and terrible kind of thing like the like galadriel when she beautiful yeah it goes to take the ring there aren't specific descriptors in terms of hair color and things the way that you would know them in modern common adjectives in this particular dialect of this language are all very natural terms their physical features are described as relation to to nature objects so you know they're dewy and things like that uh they're bright uh they're shine like the sun and colors of leaves in autumn and things like that that's a real thing that drives me nuts when you read about like historical figures and you're like what do they look like and people always want to write them as like they have like yeah their face shines as the sun it's like but what they look like, though, <laughs> just as a modern person, I would like yeah. to know. There's not really a description. It's all. Well, then I'm not going to assume anything until we actually know what this is all about. Good plan, because we don't have enough information here. You know what's something that's been kind of weighing on my mind? What? What? We have those elven ruins, and mm-hmm. then also underneath Middleton is an elven ruin, and this place was founded upon an old elven city, but then. Because of the map that we got from, uh, what's, he died. He died from the arrow to his head. Marcus? Marcus. Because of the map that we got from Marcus and our conversation with the Owlets, we know that there is an elven city that exists in the Feywild here. Does, is there like a oh. time thing happening? I know there's separate worlds, but also are we connected on a timeline? Now you're starting to sound like Fletch. I like where your head's at. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're speaking his yeah. language. I mean, yeah, I wonder if at some point all the worlds were one. And then when they diverged, the Feywild uh, world maintained its Elven City. But our world, you know, shitty world three, the Elven City fell and was uh, built over by a bunch of cheesemongers. If I'm remembering right, uh, one second and Marjorie pulls the Lutheran journals out. Okay. She's going to flip, flip, flip. And the page that talks about Middleton, the pages that talk about Middleton, discuss here. I'll just let me, let me read this part. I would be remiss if I did not research the nearby elven ruins to Middleton. These long forgotten temples of my distant ancestors could be home to valuable knowledge and history. The locals tell me they've been there forever, but more likely they date from the time of troubles after the first convergence. What do we know about the first convergence? What do we know about the first convergence? Very little. Oh. Because we're discussing a divergence. Yeah. The convergence would be like... And if there were a first convergence, then that implies a second convergence, which implies at some point a divergence. Yeah. So it's like we're on like a little loop and then uh, every once in a while we hit and then we go away. And then every time. And then it, yeah. Like it's oh. like a little. I like yeah. that. Like a DNA spiral. Or my boobs. Or, <laughs> or that, Marjorie. Yeah. Hey, 
Hey everybody, Gressel here with a few quick announcements, then we can get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 131 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at Pod on Twitter and Pod on Instagram, or email us at dndndpod at gmail.com. That one almost got away from me a little bit. But we recovered. Check out Beth's shop, bethbyrad.shop, uh, radshop.cool, for all of your Beth art needs. Uh, logo prints are going fast, so be sure to get those while they are available. Check our Patreon, patreon.com slash dndndpod. We've got some great rewards over there. People are starting to get their uh, exclusive merch. Stickers have gone out, some of the uh, earliest merch items. Uh, the first uh, signees up for that, that was a weird way of phrasing that, are getting their merch. Uh, so if you are interested in the Patreon-exclusive merch featuring the designs uh, that Beth made for our t-shirts, you can head over to patreon.com slash dndndpod and sign up for one of those levels. I think that is it for me for this one. Not really much else to say, so we will get you back to it. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So maybe that's what the first convergence is, is when all of the three worlds slammed into each other. It's like when the planets align, but with yeah. worlds. Oh, my brain. Which are worlds. How is this possible? We, I need to focus on one thing at a time. We need to get the okay. moon back. We oh, do. Yeah. We do need to get the moon Before back. we start worrying about worlds, we got to worry about the satellite. Well, we also have to figure out what's going on where we're standing. It's a closet. Well, we, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like we gotta, we gotta search downstairs. Pocket that journal. Let's keep going. Yeah, do it. I put it in my pocket. You guys keep going. Uh, there's nothing else on this top floor that's worth uh, investigating. So you descend down the spiral staircase to the center floor. Uh, center floor? Second floor? Are I the suppose scuffs? it's the center. It is the, the center of the above ground floors. That's true. Uh, the scuffs and the drags and the bodily fluids, are those uh, throughout those the house? Yes. As you descend the spiral staircase, there is another guardsman body that is slumped over the ledge. It is unfortunate because it does appear to be that this was a very nice house. Oh, the previous owner let it, it go? We yeah. can flip it. <laughs> Heard that before. We can flip this. <laughs> Uh, the second floor uh, looks to be a uh, kind of living area. There's a small library type uh, room and uh, office of some kind. Um, a lot of the books uh, appear to be uh, on the subject of either uh, dairy farming, animal husbandry, cheese making, and uh, government theory, you find that there is a collection of uh, journals from one of the uh, more well-respected Talon emperors. You know that that would What's that would be sold here? as books. Oh, I see. Like, like a yeah, they're not Obama's his specific book. journals. <laughs> it would be yes. It, it, it'd be it, it, these were reproduced to be you know as like uh, oh this is this great emperor's thoughts on mm-hmm. stuff. There's those kinds of books, yes. Like, like a <laughs> there would be memoirs of other great leaders there from like kings of Hosk and Didridan scholars, and uh, there's um, some books from the West as well. Although those are those are very few in this collection. I hate to say it, but the Frobisher family seems really uh, knowledgeable and mayordom. There isn't much uh, carnage on that second floor. Maybe there wasn't anybody there when whatever happened, happened. Other than that, there's not really anything of particular note. Is it implied that the mayorship, because like we've joked about it being like a mayorship by conquest thing, but is it actually a hereditary job here? It's not. It's an elected position, but it just seems that 
like you're not sure if this is the Fromager family home or if this is like the mayor's home that people cycle in and out of. Yeah, uh, I see. Yeah. We don't know if all these people are related. Yeah, but um, they it does seem that there are there were several Fromager mayors. You got that from uh, sure. Gregory and um, you know the surrounding context, the journals and things. There's also a lot of pressure from the journals. You learned that there's a lot of pressure within the family to be elected mayor. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so this is this does seem kind of like a political dynasty kind of sure. OK, it's just they're like the Kennedys. Right. Yeah. 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 On the first floor, it's utilitarian rooms. There are some other slain guards on the first floor as well. And you can see now that you are inside on the first floor and close enough that like the door to the master bedroom, uh, the front door was also kicked in from the outside uh, and crudely replaced. Is there any furniture nearby? Heavy-esque furniture? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Fletch, you want to help me move some of this furniture in front of this front door just in case anyone decides to pay a visit while yeah, we're here? let's do it. Roll athletics. See if you can get this off the ground so that it doesn't scuff along the floor, thereby 21. making noise. 22. Nope, you guys are good. Nice. Yes, you take a credenza and put it in front of the door. The, like, replacement of these doors is, like, is super tripping me out because... Because it leads back to Thran and Gran. Well, but just why bother? Like, yeah, if you want it to look like nothing happened, you would actually fix it. But mm. this is just they're just seems like a real half measure back. The, it's so they weird. Must have known that no one was going to be coming back in here because Thran and Cran don't live in houses. They live in people's dreams. But then why <laughs> bother putting the door back is the thing. Well, you they, know, it's this weird. I think like, that they have to come in the house thing. and they can only do that by popping the door out of the socket. And they figured it's I disagree to- with you, Fletch. I think that they don't think anyone's going to come up to the house so they don't have to fix the door. Only make it appear like the door from a is distance there. Hmm. Yeah, well, I like all three oh, yeah, of our like just seen from afar. I think we're yeah. all right. It's very weird. It's very confident. <laughs> it's very powerful. Very it's very sexy of a choice. <laughs> Sounds like a choice a hot person would make. <laughs> this is weird. Towards the uh, back of the house, through a s- sort of like prep room area, like with a big long wooden table, uh, you find a kitchen, uh, and there is a door in the kitchen that leads to a uh, staircase yes. uh, that descends. Yes. Hey, Marjorie. Ready to lose a bet? Uh, only if you are. Let's do it. You're gonna find a guy down there. You descend the staircase into the basement of the house where you see it's it looks like you know, a basement. There are it's you know, got stone walls, but an earthen floor Is there. There's a pool table, a there's a video bar. game connection collection. There's a Saint Pauli girl sign lit up. Uh <laughs> Molson Red Wings logo. Um, There's like one weird nude picture of a woman next to the washing machine. (laughs) (laughs) My buddy Paul, like their washing area is just like a bunch of newspaper clippings and then like a couple 1970s naked pinups. And I remember like 15 going, what? (laughs) (laughs) But against one wall, there is a big hole. Looks like it was excavated somehow and it leads into a crudely cut cave what does it smell like what does it smell like it you don't even have to roll for this one it does not smell great it's this is what we've been looking for (laughs) audio podcast james (laughs) 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 <laughs> that great wide-eyed head nod no one will ever see <laughs> <laughs> hmm i wonder oh, what's man. down this way and pledge goes or are you just <laughs> asking it's both uh i guess i start going okay. let's go stinky hole let's go <laughs> let's go in the stinky no. hole let's get in that stink no, hole <laughs> no uh, as you travel up the canal of the, sn- uh, the stink hole, um, you snake your way through the winding 
cavern that looks like it was bored uh, into the very rock of the uh, city um, until you reach a sudden drop-off. This is a pretty sheer drop. It's a still about the same circumference of the hole, which is about seven-ish feet around, but it almost right angle turns down. Um, and you lose sight of the bottom, even with your dark vision. Um, it's pretty deep. Do we use our Galadoy arbor for this one? Because if we're going under the city... Yeah. Yeah. Let's use it. I activate mine. Uh, yeah, we all have that, right? I don't know why I wouldn't. And, and I press the button. Uh, Marjorie, you, you press the button for your druid site, and what you see below you, um, now much stronger and much clearer, uh, you see the outline, and what's strange is that, uh, unlike the door through the walls of Middleton or anything that you saw in the uh, Grove of the Rock uh, or any other, well, those are the times that you've used the druid site, this is kind of blinking. Hmm. And it's, it's like a sputtering image of a city. It looks like it was a city that was built along a uh, river. Um, you get the outline of these buildings, these great elven buildings. You've seen elven architecture. You know what it looks like. And I'm looking down into this hole. You're looking down, like you're looking at you're you're looking at the top big hole of this city. Big hole. Um, and, uh, you can see that it looks as though this was built against a river. You're not really sure if you're seeing something that was once there or something that is there and hidden within the rock and the rock is kind of disrupting the image. You're not sure why you are getting this blinking. Um, but that's what you're getting. The hole, the tunnel that you're, you're, that goes straight down that you're standing at the precipice of does not interfere with any of the uh, images that you see when you activate your druid site. If any of you, the rest of you do this, you see the same thing. So it's just like a blinking impression of a city. Yes. How would we, giving me a headache. How'd we get down there and how would we get back up? Why is there just a bottomless pit here that leads to the top of a city? Do we still have that climbing salve? Yeah. Slap them on my hands. On the, on the bud? It It'll work, work, right? Yeah. It's magic. All right. It's magic. I follow flax lead. <laughs> magic stick. <laughs> oh. Let's get sticky. I'm, uh, I'm roll. scared. Does this still count as the basement? Oh, wait, can, uh, hey, Zavis, could you press to digitate some light down here to see oh. if we can see anything better? Yeah, totally. I could, like... There's just hordes of monsters just... Yeah, I can just... I can bloop some little lights down there. Yeah, bloop some lights. It's not anything super powerful, but... See what happens. Maybe it'll help. <laughs> you send Etienne down, and Etienne bloops out the lights um, so that you can get a little bit more distance out of it. Um, and as you do, it's a long ways down, a few hundred feet, but once it gets to the bottom, it angles again out, and the through Etienne, Zabbis, you're able to see that it continue. the tunnel continues towards the direction of uh, the uh, hidden city. Shit. This is just an elbow joint. Yes. Who, Tetris piece. Who made this and how? That's a good question. This is so uh, weird. Both of them. It's so weird. And it's recently so, made, right? It's crudely made. Wait, I'm confused. Because, sorry, because we're having stuff like it's like blinking in and out. Mm -hmm. And so what is like actually there? So actually there is this tunnel. It's about seven feet in diameter. And it looks as though it was recently cut through this rock. Um, It smells okay. terrible. Okay. It went underneath the house and then there was a sharp drop off straight down like right angle down and then after a couple hundred feet it right angled out again so it goes in the direction of this hidden image of the city that is blinking in and out that as far as you can tell is within the rock underneath middleton and we can see through the wall to see that city yeah it's below you like you're at the top of it like the t like the tallest buildings are like just underneath you 
Okay. But the buildings are like the things that show up when they like they blink in. Yes, when you when you use your druid okay. sight from your armor, um it okay. it blinks in and out and and you don't know if it's like in- interference from the rock or why that is. Um but down at the bottom this snakes uh this snakes out. There's like an it's a like a like a big elongated tetris piece, you know. Okay. Let's reassess what we know. Because the 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 goop things that we fought back in Night's Pass, they're originally from underground in the mountains. Yeah. They're stinky, evil goops. They're probably, oh yeah, they smell. Oh no. Is Underton goop central? I think so. It's goop up top, goop down below. Oh man. Oh no. Are we ready for this? Are we climbing down and going to Well, goop what else down? are we going to th- do? I just want to figure out how to get to the actual city. We've done this before. I mean, we had to like... What if it does this? What? We had to... Remember, we were like, oh, how do we get onto like the elevator thing? And then we just like mashed a bunch of rocks together and <laughs> did it. But also it got like weird. I don't know if we want to do that again. I don't see a platform here. With their druid site. But you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, yeah. We went to like weird hell world for a little bit. I thought we were going to run into Morgan and she was like transporting goops. But then we found this underground tunnel and the goops might be coming from here. Maybe she's down here. She could be down there. Queen of it the goops. So bad, we have to do this. We can't just turn around like we have to go. Okay. I also, something I thought earlier, because when we were talking to our two new friends, they were saying... You're they're talking ta- about Rand and Grant? What? They're not yeah, friends. they are not my friend. <laughs> they are my friends. They were talking about the mayor's house. Did they mention that they lived there? No, that information came from Greg. Oh, it did. Okay. Do people believe that they live here? Or do they live here? Did we glean that from him at all? Because that's what's interesting. I think people believe that they live here, but as we have learned, they do not. Unless they just have no self Or they live down here. <laughs> that could also be true. Do you see a bed? I'm not seeing yet. a tunnel, but with the end of the tunnel, probably has a whole city of beds. Do you think they can fly? How do you get up this tunnel? They're they're taller than yeah, us. Yeah, I'm gonna do a perception check to see if there's any they're system taller. of going up there's and down. Like two hundred like feet. Eighteen. Do no. I see any any way of going up and down? Uh, the there isn't a rope or a pulley system or any kind of mechanical way uh mm-hmm. up or down. But um, the walls of this tunnel are incredibly rough and almost ridged. Yeah, so they could just like grab on and and climb up. Easy peasy with their. Does that sound feasible, DM? You with their evil claws are able to determine, Flack, that you would probably be able to climb this. It, it, it's of a length where it, you know, I don't know how Flack feels about heights. Probably fine, but it would be, yeah, you could you could free solo your way up this without too much, um, without too much trouble. Y'all, I'm ready to descend into the darkness. I know. I, I kind of just want to high five me, here. dude. With your your <laughs> salve hands. I high five some salve onto you and then uh we kind of get stuck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull my oh, hand apart. That was and, dumb. Then, uh, <laughs> and then start to climb down. Uh okay, you guys have advantage on your uh athletics rolls to climb. Anybody who uses the salve, the climbing salve. I mean, give it to me too. But man, I wish I'd had some cheese for dinner. <laughs> I know we didn't even get to. We have didn't even get to have the cheese. That is the tragedy of this all, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, mock me! Oh no, nine and an eight. Bye, guys. <laughs> Which role is it? Athletics. <laughs> it's athletics. All right, yeah. I'm gonna get some of that salve too, and then hope for the best. Cause... Yeah, I needed that salve. My first roll sucked. Okay. Oh, wait, that was an arcana. Fuck, ignore that. 13. <laughs> we got five. And I, that gives me an advantage. Yeah, so you get a, you get a second Come one. Come on, baby. 12. Okay. Wow, we all, it we all did it. It could have been worse. I, 
Let's find out if that's true. What were our uh, numbers? Flat- <laughs> uh, the I numbers were the bet. The bet. Your all of your best rolls were nineteen for Flack, nine for Fletch, thirteen for Martrin. Oh man, and well, twelve for Zabbis. So, uh, Flack, you hop over the side, um, and you start to scurry your way down using the uh, climbing salve to aid you. So these are this is like um, it's like those suction cups, you know that that yeah. like. So you have to like unstick your hand each time you move it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start to descend. Uh, and Martrin, you uh, climb over the edge and you start to descend. You have a little bit rougher go of it. You like your feet kind of slip. You can't you have the the handholds are spaced out enough uh, where you have to kind of reach. <laughs> but you're able to slowly make your way down. Zabbis, same kind of thing with you. But you have the opposite problem where you're a little bit too long where you're you're finding you're scrunching oh, to find the right places to put your hands and feet um and all of you start to m- make your way down flack you you have a pretty easy go of it and then you hear a uh a slip and some uh gravel falls past you and then flack you watch as a uh dark heavy figure just falls past your field of vision you feel a rush of wind <gasps> Appropriately enough. <laughs> Appropriately, yep. And Fletch falls <laughs> the length of. Oh man! Oh no! 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 Do I have anything I can throw out of my pockets? Ah! Uh, can I cast levitate on him? You could. Could I do that? You Gotta could. Quick. It will. <laughs> you will have to roll a wild magic. Wild magic in this this tunnel. Oh no! Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Seven foot tube. <laughs> I'll lose my hair again if Fletch doesn't die. Okay, that's a wild magic. All right, let's yeah. go. Hold on, poor drunk Fletch. No, we're <laughs> nope. Oh, yep, that will do it. Oh. Let's see oh. what happens. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> Hopefully, I turn into like a goose or something, and I can just flap my wings. Yeah, something with wings. That would be awesome. So but levitate that does so still low. happen now. So you okay. will stop him from falling to what could have been his death because I think that would have been like 20 D6. I mean, I had a plan, Grassle. <laughs> uh, so roll another D100. Let's see what happens. 61. 61. Let's see what we got. Okay. Uh, roll a, a D10. Actually... This will be more fun if, Mike, you roll this. I roll a d10? Okay. Oh, okay. Three. This suggestion comes to us from Frankie. Thank thanks, you, Frankie. Frankie. Maybe. Frankie. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks, maybe. Let's... Thanks and or fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you rolled a yes. three. I can't believe of all things. Let me make sure I'm right. What? I... Frankie. Oh Frankie. <laughs> Given the... Uh, Inclusion of the world of Fraser already in our podcast wow. with risk and reward. Uh, Fletch is now transformed, though he does levitate, transformed into a Jack Russell Terrier. I'm a dog. What? <laughs> Fletch, what? Fletch, I have an animal now. D&D&D is a Spotify-exclusive podcast written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D&D is performed by Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, James A. Janice, and Chelsea Rebecca.